When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Local Hour. We are talking some EKU football, some EKU hoops, and EKU women's basketball with the one and only Bree Crittenden today. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Local Hour. McKinney looks, sets it a pocket, throws, open receiver, touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet! Our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes, we're going to play up-tempo, we're going to play with unbelievable passion, and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. I'm telling you, this is the time to give Righteous Felon a try and uh, you will not regret it. Stock those stuffings. No, stuff those stockings. There we go. Uh, with some Righteous Felon Jerky. Find your new favorite flavor at RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code STOVE15. That's S-T-O-V-E-1-5 for 15% off your purchase. And at the same time, you get to support the Sports Stove Local Hour. So help us out with that as well. We also want to say thank you to IPM Pest and Termite and all-around roofing for their support of the program as well. Locally owned and operated businesses right here in the area, and uh, so support them also. Uh, I'm Vince Stover, joined as I am every Monday night by the one and only Ryan Jackson. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right today. Been another are, really you, <laughs> are you starting to feel that Christmas cheer, like you're like ready, ready for some Christmas? Man, if one thing about Richmond, they love playing Christmas music everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, I've... Uh, you can't get away from it. <laughs> I've been listening to it. I did not listen to it today, actually. But uh, last week, I started playing it in the truck during work and stuff like that. And uh, just trying to uh, to get in the, the holiday cheer. Because it doesn't really feel like Christmas, um, in my opinion. Finally got the tree up at the house and things like that. But um, nonetheless, uh, we're getting there. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Some, uh, some, some quick personal info. Uh, favorite Christmas movie. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Uh, there's just so many. Um, there's The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's always <laughs> one of my favorites. And uh, I want to throw Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer out there. Okay. So I'm a huge Home Alone fan. Like, that's that's my number one, no doubt about it, number one Christmas movie. But uh, the good old classic Charlie Brown Christmas it ranks right up there for me as well. My family loves Elf. Like, they love Elf. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's an overrated movie. Um, but 
they're funny parts. There's definitely good, good parts to it. I just, it's not my favorite, but anyways, uh, so we're coming up on that, uh, and everyone's trying to get in the Christmas mood. We've got Christmas shopping going on, all that kind of good stuff as well. And, uh, and it won't be long and, uh, but there's a Christmas wish list in Richmond right now for football players looking to fill out some of the roster and things like that. Uh, quick correction from last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago show. I said something about Kentucky's O-lineman, uh, transferring to EKU. That was wrong. I was wrong. Uh, bad info and, uh, thought I researched it out enough. I did not. So that's not happening at all. Oh, here we go. Great question from our listener, Steve Hotchkiss. Do you consider Die Hard a Christmas movie? Um, I 100% do consider Die Hard a Christmas movie. Um, I, Ryan, have you ever seen Die Hard? I've seen Die Hard. So okay. Is it a Christmas movie in your mind? I, I guess we'll go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a heated debate amongst people my age. Um, but nonetheless, uh, yes, good. I like that. That is a Christmas movie personally as well. Um, so we've got, I've counted, um, eight guys in the portal from EKU. Um, I think we mentioned them all before already, but Jaden Smith, Reese Atkins, Keandre McGlure, Kiare McGlure, Jaden Boss, Jariah Hightower, Rodney White, and Albert Nunez, one of the latest to go in, um, the portal as well. There are some other guys that never saw the field at, at EKU that I, I think are in the portal also, um, but I don't have them on the list. That being said, uh, there are currently 97 names on the EKU football roster. And uh, man, I was looking through it, and there are some, some really strong returning positions next year currently set up. If nothing else changes at the very least. Um, running back is one of those uh, with V. Sloan. Carter's still there. Isaac Dixon, who came in late, uh, right at the beginning of the season, a lot of people had good things to say about him. Braden Latham, who saw some time this year as well. And then Jerome Lee and uh, Rachel McAllister there also. So that's pretty solid, especially Sloan and Carter. Uh, they're both back next year. That that brings a, a two-headed monster that you already know what you got uh, going on there. Um, wide receiver's still pretty deep, even with the loss, uh, even if Jaden Smith is gone. Uh, but Jalen Burbage coming back. Uh, Hensley, who was transferred in last year. Horn, who transferred in last year. Bryant Johnson's still around. And then some young guys, Jaden West, Jacob Dixon. Uh, Daquan Stanley, uh, as as well as others. So I thought that was pretty neat. D-line room is, I mean, could be potentially almost identical <laughs> to this past season, right? I mean, if nothing else changes, you, Marvion, D-Bake, uh, Jeremiah, Darius, uh, who am I forgetting, Gabe, Fletcher, um, ideally all back, at least currently. <laughs> that's, the way, that's the way it sits. Uh, Ryan has not put his name in the portal yet, so so we think he's coming back. Um <laughs> Not to spread any rumors, Ryan's coming back. Sorry, I didn't mean to to, to pretend like that was anything different. Um, so that's, I mean, you got to be pretty excited about that, having some continuity with that D-line room coming into next yeah. season, right? Yeah, it'll be great to have our, our chemistry because we, we ended up having a good little group, especially towards the end of the year. Another name coming back would be Frank Lee, a yeah. part of our, uh, our front four. And, uh, yeah, it, it'll be great having, like I said, our, our chemistry that we've already had a, a good established bond and uh, – now coming back into another season altogether, we we kind of know what we expect from each other, and should should be able to lead the other guys and get us all grouped up together, and that'd be be a good thing if we can get this team ready. Yeah, I mean Frank, you mentioned uh, Gabe Stevens, uh, Cam, who we had on, 
check fall back uh, and hopefully healthy. Jalen Herod, of course, on the inside. Eli Ford, Kyle Kelly all there as well, as well as some young guys and other guys, uh, some veteran DBs and Nick and Mike uh, back. Trey Gooden, who we saw do some things this year as well with other guys, Jordan Thomas, Tyreek Henderson, um, Jordan Marshall. There's there's guys there, so there's, there's opportunity. And even with specialists, um, guys back as well. So uh, I – I have to admit, I going into the offseason, right at the end of the season, I was thinking, man, it's going to be a tough offseason. It's going to be a tough go next year. But really, there's a, and, and Coach Wells said this one of the last times that I talked with him was, man, we we're really not losing that much. Um, and uh, and there's a lot there. O line as well, by the way, John Stone, Peyton Collins, Vincent Munlin, along with guys, Antonio Gaines. You got some young guys. I don't know, um, you know, Brian Jackson, who was uh, um, uh, from, from Tennessee, but, um, Guys there. So there's there's guys there plus things going on. And that's what I wanted to look at um, before we get to some of the uh, awards that are coming in as well uh, is who EKU is going after. And from all the research that I've done, O-line and DB are the two positions that constantly are coming up with EKU offering guys. And I know there's guys that aren't on this list that I'm sure EKU is going after hard um, as well. But on the O-line side of things, I mean, there's guys, there's a guy from Texas Tech, uh, Murray State, North Texas, USF, Wake Forest, Austin P, um, some junior colleges, some, some other things going on there. Um, so a lot of guys, there are currently 12 offensive linemen with offers from EKU in the transfer portal. Now, obviously, they don't want all 12 of them, uh, but I'm assuming they're looking to land two or three at least uh, of these portal guys and uh, bring in some competition on the on the on the D line and our O line, excuse me, and uh, and go that. And then DBs, they got some guys. Mostly, there's a guy from Mississippi Valley State that just got offered, um, Charleston Southern, and a guy from VMI as well. So they're working on those positions right now. That's the heavy the heavy portion of what they're doing. Um, will we see you know several of these guys? Any of these guys? We have no idea at this point, um, but. We'll continue to keep an eye on what's going on um, with the portal and uh, hopefully we don't lose any more guys into the portal and uh, are able to add every year. They've added some guys, uh, you know, to the team that have been huge impact players. Uh, we saw it with uh, Karon Calvert two years ago. We saw it at the linebacker position a couple times uh, as well. Uh, DB this year, uh, you know, so Frankie West, you know, those kind of guys and uh, at wide receiver, we've seen it as well. So, We'll see where it all shakes down and maybe even a guy or two that's currently in the portal returning, hopefully, as well. So uh, we will keep everyone updated on that. But uh, some postseason awards have come out. The FCS Football Central All-Americans have been named Braden Sloan, Josiah Ezrim, and Logan Blake all on the All-American team, which is a huge congrats to them. Uh, B. Sloan was put on as the all-purpose uh, kind of person. And then, of course, Josiah on the O-line and Logan at linebacker. Two guys made the UAC All-Academic team, uh, Jalen Burbage and Parker McKinney. And then uh, five guys made the first team All-UAC team, Parker, Josiah, Logan, Peyton Collins, and Hunter Brown, tight end, uh, who had, had some really spectacular moments this season. And I'm trying to think back, Ryan, throughout your games, I don't remember seeing a whole lot of tight ends utilized in the conference. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our, our conference was a whole lot of 10 personnel, where you don't have a lot of tight ends and you throw the ball a lot more with a lot of receivers. 
and uh, they utilized running back. So most of the tight ends were used in blocking schemes or like little slip passes. Hunter's one of the only ones that really kind of went vertical. Yeah. Um, so he he gets he gets the first team all UAC. He had a good year. I don't, I don't mean to uh, to knock him or anything like that. Like Hunter and excited excited to see what he can do next year as well. And uh, so congrats to those guys um, getting on uh, those recognitions. I'm sure there will be a few more uh, postseason things that come up as the weeks roll on still uh, to this point. So, um, but other than that, Ryan, I mean, football, uh, still a little bit of a break. I know there, there's already workouts and things like that happening, but uh, it won't be long and you guys will be out there in the spring running around uh, wishing for the season to arrive already. Right. Can't, can't wait to get back already. <laughs> uh, what's, what's your, uh, what's your Christmas wish for the football team for next year? Christmas wish for the football team that we all learn to take more accountability and okay. we all keep each other accountable more, more as a team, more together. And we win together, work harder. Right. That's an area we've pushed on our basketball team this year is accountability, personal accountability first. Because uh, everybody's willing to point out everybody else's problems, <laughs> but not always willing to accept their own uh, the the own uh, ownership of their own mistakes and things like that as well. So, for sure. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break, uh, commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk EKU women's basketball with the one and only Bree Crittenden. But first. A word from our friends at IPM Pest and Termite. With over 20 years of experience, Matt Schaefer and the good folks at locally owned IPM Pest and Termite provides pest control service for all of Central Kentucky's pest control needs. Whether you have a current pest control problem or want to prevent infestation from ever entering your home, IPM Pest and Termite offers maintenance programs that will help keep pests out of your home and provide peace of mind. So for dependable, reliable services that you can count on, get in touch with our good friend Matt Schaefer at IPM Pest and termite today at myipm.com that's myipm.com welcome back into the sports stove local hour presented by righteous felon jerky uh, again you can go to righteousfelon.com order your new favorite flavor of jerky they've got all kinds of them over there use the code stove 15 you're going to get 15 percent off your purchase it is now time to welcome in our first guest of the evening actually our only guest of the evening I believe she's here and ready to go. Here she is. All right, there it is. Uh, EKU Women's Basketball, uh, Bree Crittenton. Hey, Bree, how you doing? Oh, we got you muted. I'm good. How are you? Very good. Very good. Thanks for being with us. We really do appreciate it. It's great to see you back out on the court. Uh, do you mind sharing with us the uh, process of getting healthy and, and back on the court this year? Yeah, it was a very long and tough process, but each day I just took it day by day and got stronger each and every day. Well, and it's it has proven to be true. Um, you guys just played Tennessee yesterday. Uh, now, I grew up in Tennessee. Ryan grew up in Tennessee. I was a huge Pat Summit fan growing up and uh, have a lot of respect for the Lady Vols. You guys went out there, um, were in it the entire time. Um, and this isn't the first time that you guys have been to Tennessee but it, it, it was a whole lot better of a performance this time. Um, what's the experience like playing in a historic place like Tennessee? No, oh, yeah, it's super cool. I loved the atmosphere. They had tons of fans, and it was just a really cool place to play. And it's a tough team. I will admit they're a lot bigger than us, but we held our own. 
Yeah, you definitely did. 72-63, the final score in that game. Um, of course, Antoinette uh, did her thing again. Uh, she had, what, 20-something points, 24 points, uh, Alice 12, and uh, Jasmine McGinnis-Taylor or Taylor McGinnis? McGinnis-Taylor. Um, I always get that one messed up. 10 points as well. Um, talk about this team. We've, we've had a, a few girls on already this season. We've had Coach Todd on before the season and, uh, and have had a chance to watch a few of the games already this year too. It's such a fun team. You guys have consistently under coach Todd been a fun team to watch. Um, but this team is definitely special. I mean, what's unique about this team compared to the other teams that you've played with so far? Um, I have to say our hard work and dedication where our big thing is playing EKU basketball. So transition, taking the shots, making the extra pass. And I just think really, it's just our hard work. That's really paying off for us. I mean, you talk about that transition. It starts with the rebound, right? And you've got some girls. You've always had girls who would go for rebounds and fight for rebounds. Now you got some girls who also have a little bit of size advantage or at least equal size in most games that you play. And that's a little different from the teams that you've been on at EKU so far. Oh, yeah. Sierra, she's doing great down there rebounding. And Jasmine and Bridget, they're all fighting for it. And I have a lot of respect for them down there. Yeah, and they kick it out, and then you got Aliche and Ivy just leading the break, um, going <laughs> flying down the court. You've been, uh, you've had a pretty decent year from behind the the arc this year. Um, is that with your injury? Did you spend a ton of time shooting? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, beginning of the year, I struggled a lot trying to find the rhythm, trying to get back into the game. But after shooting on the gun multiple times a day, multiple times a week. It finally really paid off the last two games. Yeah, it, it has started. You're finding your groove. You're at uh, 31% from the three-point line, which is not not too shabby at all. Um, I'm, my goodness, my whole team is shooting like 17%. So uh, I'd take that any day of the week. But uh, uh, it's so fun to see. What I've been trying to tell people, if they don't already know, is that the girls' team is, in my opinion, so incredibly fundamentally sound. Uh, so well coached. You guys have great athletes. Um, you play intense basketball and I just, I feel like the entertainment value for your, for your all's games is right up there with, with anything else going on at EKU right now. Um, you know, you look and there's been some decent crowns out this year. Not every game has been that way. Um, I've been trying to sell it. Help me out. How, how do you sell EKU women's basketball to the fans that they need to come out and watch? That were very fun to play, and we'll put on a show for everybody that comes. Yeah, and I mean, eight and two to start the year is phenomenal. And the one thing that fans, uh, Ryan would know this, I don't know if he'd say it or not, uh, but Richmond EKU fans, when you win, they they show up. And uh, they tend to disappear when losses start coming. But when you're winning, they show up. And I'm hoping that that's the case this year for you all, that the uh, the community comes out and supports. And to me, you guys are, are – every team is worthy of the support. I don't mean to belittle any team at EKU. I just absolutely love coming to your games. I tell the kids on my team, I coach boys, but I tell them, you need to come watch the girls play. Um, you can learn so much from them. And it's just – it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun to watch for sure. Ryan, what do you have for Bree? Uh, Bree, I have one question. Uh, what is your like motivation to play, or like why? Why do you play? Why do I play? Um, good question. Um, I guess it's I've always grown up around basketball. My dad played 
And then my sister played at Xavier. So I'm kind of following into their footsteps a little bit. Um, but I just enjoy it a lot. It's like my getaway. Oh, I like that. Um, with the injury, was there any refocusing, um, uh, any reviving of a love for it or anything like that with it being taken away for a year? No, yeah, I fell in love with it a lot more. A year out was, it was tough. But once I got back into it, I started to appreciate a lot more. Because I always wonder, especially at, at y'all's level, Bree and Ryan's level, you know, you put in all that work, all that work, all that work, and then you get injured and you're you're out for a long period of time. I feel like you go one of two ways. You can either go, you know what, I'm done. It's not worth the fight to get back. Or it, it, it re-energizes you to the point where you can't wait to get back on the floor uh, or field or whatever it may be and, and get back to work with it. Um, and you've got now a whole new team from the last time you were on the floor. Um, really almost a whole two new teams since you've been on the floor for the most part. But you only had four, I think, players return from last year's team. Um, so a whole new group and set. How long did it take you all to get uh, on the same page? Or are you still getting on the same page? Um, I feel like here and there we're on the same page and sometimes we're not. But it's early in the season, so we kind of expected that. But over the summer, we really grew and learned each other, how we play. But overall, we're just getting to know each other a little bit more each and every game. Yeah, and I mean, it, it looks like you guys have figured it out. <laughs> That's for sure. Again, watching you guys play and, and having that complete team. And we already mentioned, you know, there are some bigs this year where in the past you had one or two and everybody else kind of had to play bigger than they were. Or, uh, you know, Emma, she was tall, but she was more of an outside threat. Um, and and her preference was to be outside if she was allowed to be and all that kind of stuff. But now you got you got some girls in there um that I don't know they would scare me if I was playing against them like they they go get it um and you talked about your hard work the team's hard work everybody putting in that effort uh from there is there a different attitude not knocking previous teams at all but is there a different attitude this year with these girls yeah definitely I feel like a lot more people are toned in like we're gonna win this conference this year and that's our goal knowing that and putting in that work it's made things a lot enjoyable what about in practice uh how different is the um energy the competition in practice because your team is so deep this year i gotta imagine that helps you guys in practice going up against that deep of competition oh yeah it's competitive each and every day everybody's fighting for a spot everybody's fighting for minutes but at the end of the day we're family and we'll fight on and off the court but off the court we're best friends yeah, you fight like good sisters, but uh, uh, at the end of the day, you got each other's back uh, when it's all said and done as well. Um, what about, I, I keep hearing about this Nakaya Thompson um, mm -hmm. and about how when she's on the floor, it's going to add so much to your guys' team. Um, and again, you're seeing it a little bit more in practice probably than anybody else has seen so far. You're already there. I mean, you already got 10, 11 girls that are being played and you guys are, are doing the job. Um, so can the team get better as people get healthy? Yes, we have how many are out? Three, three are out right now, and they're guards, but they're great. Their transition's very good. They're crafty. They can get to the rim when they want to. Their defense is incredible, and I think Kai and Casey will bring a lot of defense and transition into our team. 
and we're looking forward to seeing a completely full and healthy team uh, mm-hmm. at some point in the year uh, is, the, is the plan at least. Have you seen uh, any change in Coach Todd, or has he been consistent all the way along the way? He's been pretty consistent. Yeah. Yeah. I What was it? Was it the first home game, second home game that he got teed up like in the first two minutes um, yeah. of the game? And he, it wasn't like he was yelling and screaming or anything, but, um, you know, it's like, my goodness. Uh, maybe there's a little more fire this year, but, and I say that coach Todd doesn't need fire. Um, he's a great coach. He has his style. Uh, but it's always fun to watch him and then watch your guys' reaction to him. Uh, especially if he gets at all fired up and things like that in practice, is he always the same even keeled guy? Yes, he is. (laughs) It takes a lot for him to get fired up. And when he does, we all are just, oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like I would think that it would be like a young a young kid when uh, a dad or mom puts on that dad or mom voice and mm-hmm. and the kid realizes okay no I need to stop goofing off right now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh you guys went to Alaska earlier this year. Uh it, I was told it was cold. Um uh, but you guys got to do some cool things with the dog sleds and uh, obviously get to play one of the best teams in the nation. Uh, as well what was that trip like for you you were at the ireland trip as well right no i did not go to that oh because of the injury yeah it was like three or after and they were scared for swelling so had to miss that one but alaska it was amazing i went there when i was a kid and i didn't have the same experience it was a lot colder when we went dog sledding it was negative (laughs) 12 it was insane but Playing against Utah, that really was a wake-up call for us about our defense, how we need to defend the three-point line better. I think they went like 18 for 28 from the three-point line. But also we have the realization that we can be a team that can really be up there with them, play against them. And I think that's when it started coming together, like we need to play for each other and all of that. So you roll that into that Tennessee game on Sunday. How much of that Utah – uh, game help you guys prepare for Tennessee? Uh, yeah, it helped a lot. We um, we defended the three-point line a lot better. Coming from the Utah game, we did not defend it well at all. And so our biggest focus was taking away that three, but also giving their bigs a little like roughness down there, which they are a lot bigger than us. So that was major, our major game plan was – trying to keep them out from those two areas. But overall, I think we did a pretty good job. Uh, now you take a uh, – you got two more games in Tennessee. <laughs> you got Tennessee State on Friday. You've got uh, Chattanooga on Sunday. Are you guys staying down in Tennessee on that trip, or are you coming back? Uh, we're staying Thursday to Wednesday. Okay. Um, so that'll be good because then uh, you guys go to SEMO on the 19th following <laughs> that Missouri. So three game, it'll technically be a four game road trip counting the Knoxville uh, game as well. Uh, a few games on the road before you finally get back. But by the time you get home, it's almost time to start a sun play uh, on January the 4th. So after the holiday, you'll get Samford on the 29th, December 29th, and then into conference play on uh, the 4th. How, how much more do you guys need to grow before conference play? Um, I think just, some areas more than others, but I think with a little growth each and every game, we'll be ready by the fourth. Um, just the little things like make sure to box out, making that extra pass, um, not getting left defense. But once we get those figured out, I think we'll be unstoppable. 
the goal, of course, is to win the conference. Uh, it's obviously in play. Um, you guys were voted, I think, the third team in the A-Sun preseason A-Sun poll. Um, uh, don't shoot me. I voted you second in, uh, on my vote, but, uh, but I wanted you guys to be motivated to get up to number one. So that's why I did that. Uh, but, um, you guys are already gaining respect, obviously in the conference. And I think that the conference was, um, knows that it's going to be a tough battle every time they face you guys as well. Um, listen, I tell you, it's, it's a blast watching you guys. I've been to two or three games already this season. Um, when my schedule works out for me to get there, I got this, uh, free shirt at one of the games as well. So that was awesome. Uh, as well. And my boys come with me. We have a great time. Uh, I've got to take some family with us around Thanksgiving as well to watch you guys. Um, so it's, it's been a lot of fun. I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited for the success that you've had so far and what's ahead. And once we get the a sun play to see you guys dominate in the a sun as well, uh, Ryan, anything else for Bree? No, I'm all right. All right, Brie, we're almost to Christmas. What's your favorite Christmas movie? The Grinch. The I Grinch. love it. Yes. Now, hold on. Which one? Like uh, the newer one? Like the Jim Carrey one or the Jim older one? one? Okay. Jim. Okay. Uh, I didn't ask this one to Ryan yet. Favorite Christmas cookie? Do you have a favorite Christmas cookie? I don't... No. <laughs> Brie, do you have a favorite Christmas cookie? I don't know if this counts as a cookie, but like the pretzels with the Rolos and the M&Ms, those are my own. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my grandma used to make, I they're not, I don't know if they're Christmas cookies or not, but she, we always got them at Christmas. So they were the, like a peanut butter cookie with the Hershey Kiss stuffed in the middle um, as well. I, those are called something, but anyways, that's mine. Um, now, uh, now, Bree, if I remember right, you have a, an illustrious history with pizza um with your family and everything like that so we've talked about pizza flavors before but um was there ever a time in your home where uh where where you guys focused on something other than pizza like i mean holidays was it always the traditional holiday food yes okay <laughs> so, so they had a pizza restaurant or have i'm not sure one of the, one of the two and uh so i wanted to make sure that you didn't have to eat like ham pizza uh on on christmas or something like that so no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bree, we'll let you go. But hey, we appreciate your time. Um, and like I said, uh, huge, huge fans of the women's team and what you guys are doing. And uh, congrats on the success so far. And good Thank luck you. for the season ahead. Thank you. You're welcome. That's Bree Crittenden from EKU Women's Basketball. All right, we're gonna take one more break. When we come back, we'll talk briefly about EKU men's hoops. And then we'll close down the show for today as well. Here's a quick word from All Around Roofing. Does the exterior of your home need a facelift? All Around Roofing has you covered. All Around Roofing is a locally owned company servicing Madison County and all of Central Kentucky. From roof repairs and replacements to gutters, siding, windows, soffits, chimney flashings, and more. All Around Roofing provides quality work and friendly service that will leave your house looking great. Call today, 859-489-5179 to get a free quote. That's 859-489-5179. We can handle your all-around exterior needs at All Around Roofing. Welcome back to the Sports Stove Local Hour, presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. Uh, great conversation with Bree Crittenden. If you missed any of that uh, interview, you can always go back and listen to it uh, later and, uh, hopefully, uh, you didn't miss any of it, but if you did, it's there on YouTube and it will be available on the audio podcast, uh, here in just a little while 
as well. Uh, EKU men's hoops are playing, of course, as well. Had a thriller of a game down in North Carolina against UNC Greensboro. Took it to overtime, but couldn't pull out the win down there. And then yesterday, Michael Moreno breaks the career three-point record as a colonel. And, uh, and of course, Mike is quite the shooter and uh, uh, was able to pull out that feat as well. We're starting to see a lot of uh, records getting broken at EKU, it seems like, in the last couple of years uh, in different sports and different levels of sports and everything like that, which is neat, neat to see. The guys are four and four so far this year, not going as they had hoped to this point. Uh, four and two at home, 0 oh and two on the road. And uh, just like the girls, their season is about to kick into high gear. They've got, uh, let's see here, uh, they're playing at Louisiana on Wednesday, uh, which will be a tough game, the Ragin' Cajuns. Then they're home on the 17th versus North Kentucky, Northern Kentucky, and they travel down to Troy, Alabama to play Troy and the University of Alabama all before Christmas. Um, and so, fun fact, Nate Oates, the head basketball coach at Alabama, and I went to the same Bible college. And uh, actually, Nate's dad taught a couple of my classes. Uh, so we tried to get Nate on the show, but the University of Alabama said no. So uh, he's never been on the show. But uh, one day, maybe, when he gets moved to a better school, maybe he'll come on the come on the program and chat with us then. But nonetheless, a lot going on for the guys. They got Purdue uh, right before the new year as well. So, I mean, my goodness, Alabama, Purdue, Troy, Louisiana, that's a tough schedule. AW likes to play them tough, uh, which will prepare them, though, of course, for conference play, which they're excited about getting into. Their first conference game is uh, on January the 4th, and that's at home against Lipscomb uh, right there in Baptist Health Arena. They actually start the conference play with two home games. So that'll be fun, Lipscomb and Austin P before they go on the road. Uh, but good luck to the men as well. We were hoping to get uh, somebody on uh, tonight and just schedule-wise did not work out. And uh, so in the next couple of weeks, hopefully we'll get some guys on the program as well. With the holiday season coming, we'll probably have an adjusted schedule. Uh, we'll probably take a, a break uh, over Christmas time and things like that. But we'll keep you updated on social media about that schedule when we'll be doing stuff as well. Uh, shout out to Coach Losey, by the way. Um, he reached out to me this week to make sure, um, you know, to uh, I he he was named top five offensive lineman from somebody I forget which uh, which which outlet did that. Um, but I gave him a congrats. I said, "Man, runner up for a Sports Stove Award and top five O line. What a week for Coach Losey!" Um, and uh, he reached out, <laughs> and so we, we appreciate him uh, as well. And and uh, and congrats to him. It's great to see guys getting recognized. Coach Hawkins um, is still considered one of the top, uh, especially young, but D line coaches as well. And and he is a young buck still. So that's exciting too. Uh, all right, Ryan. What else we got to talk about tonight, man? That's a, that's pretty much all I got on my list. Uh, I, I don't actually don't know. I got to think of something now. All right. Favorite Christmas song? I don't know that I have a favorite Christmas song. Favorite Christmas song? Oh. I can tell you my least favorite Christmas song is I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. I absolutely hate that song. Like anytime it comes on, I get mad. It it makes my blood boil. Can't stand it. <laughs> Probably uh, all I want for Christmas. Is... Uh-huh. That's your favorite? Uh, I guess. We'll save it. Okay. 
Uh, I like Feliz Navidad. That's a good one. I think that's a that's a fun one. Uh, a fun one to sing, of course, as well. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure there's a there's a lot of good Christmas things out there. Uh, and I don't know if Ryan, if that's a song that your dad is naming, or he just wants you to come home for Christmas. Uh, one of the two. One of the two things there as well. But um, hey, we're we're excited about the Christmas season, the turnover into the new year, all that kind of stuff as well. And so, uh, okay, it was a song, Charlie Brown version. Okay, uh, there we go. So, <laughs> so then we got to clarify that as well. Um, but uh, Christmas is around the corner. So go to righteousfelon.com, uh, get you some jerky, uh, and I promise you won't regret it. Great flavors, uh, a lot of different things going on uh, for Righteous Felon. They got beef sticks as well. So a lot of good things there. Use that code STOVE15, uh, lets them know that someone's listening to the program. And, uh, and, and that is helpful to us, of course, as well. Follow us on social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram. We're at sports stove, more active on Twitter than Instagram, uh, trying to get better at the Instagram. Uh, but, uh, nonetheless, uh, follow us there or X, whatever it's called now, uh, and, uh, and get more information there. We'll keep you up to date on the transfer portal things, um, and signings and things like that as well. Uh, shout out again to TK and Matt doing their thing down there in Nashville and, uh, and getting to watch them. I saw that, uh, Jeremy Edwards, he got to go to a, uh, senior bowl of sorts. I forget where that was at New York, I think up in New York mm -hmm. and punt as well. Um, I haven't checked in with him to see how that went yet. Uh, but things happen and things are moving and it won't be long. We'll be talking draft and, uh, we'll be, uh, maybe we'll have be interviewing more NFL players at some point. Uh, come the springtime and things like that as well. So, uh, Ryan, any closing thoughts before we go? Uh, have a wonderful holidays. All right. So an abbreviated Sports Stove Local Hour this week, but we still thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I want to say thanks to Bree for coming on, taking some time to chat with us. Uh, thanks to Alex for helping us get that lined up as well. Congrats to the girls. They are rolling right now. And so make sure you come out and cheer them on. Anytime you get a chance to here at home or on the road for that matter as well. And good luck to the EKU men as they continue to, to fight out as well. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. Until next time, we'll see you uh, around the Sports Stove. <laughs>